Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal, and I'm Managing Director of Business of Cannabis. Welcome to the Cannabis Daily Show for Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. Since 2017, Business of Cannabis has highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the cannabis industry. And we'd love to hear from you in the comments uh, below, especially if you're uh, watching this on YouTube. As always, feel free to visit us at businessofcannabis.com to find out all that we do, as well as through all of our social channels, including Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, please do smash the subscribe button. Tomorrow at noon Eastern, that's going to be Wednesday, March 30th, noon Eastern, we'll reconvene our monthly online retail series. We'll focus this one on preparing retailers for the 420 holiday from staffing to merchandising to pricing to inventory experts. We'll dive deep into 420 preparation. If you'd like to join us, you can register on our website. The link is below. Then in September, we'll be back in New York for Business of Cannabis New York for two days, uh, September 21st and 22nd. The information and links are also below for today's stories. As Elvis said, a little less conversation, a little more action is needed in D.C. on legalization. Writing cannabis wrongs, flattening Canadian cannabis sales, and Canadian cannabis companies with a big IOU. For our first story, between Safe Banking, the Moore Act, and Chuck Schumer's forthcoming Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, what has the largest chance, the best chance of passing in the near future? Well, according to Entourage Effect Capital and one-time business of cannabis guest Matt Hawkins, all will be tough to pass. Quote, the reality is that even though this is becoming a bipartisan issue and almost two-thirds of Americans live in a legalized state right now, there's still a lot of political posturing going on. And it's about whether it was a Democrat, Democratic, sorry, Republican or Democrat that drafted the bill and submitted it. This is what he told Yahoo Finance. He continued, it's unfortunate because it's being used as a political pawn right now. That said, it will be interesting to see which Republicans show support for the Moore Act this week in the House of Representatives. In addition, Hawkins did predict safe banking could pass within the next 18 months, while broader cannabis reform could still be years away. For our second story, two new initiatives by Canadian cannabis companies will support Cannabis Amnesty, which is a nonprofit group committed to righting the wrongs of prohibition. Toronto-based Toki launched its own fellowship for Cannabis Amnesty, a paid internship program supported by Aurora Cannabis, to, quote, designed to create economic opportunities for people from communities harmed by decades of cannabis prohibition. The second, Southwestern Ontario's Entourage uh, Health, which is formerly WeedMD, has launched its Joints for Justice, which will donate $3 from each pack of pre-rolls to Cannabis Amnesty. This was in the London Free Press. Many of these people are actually the foundation of what we have today. That's Entourage Effect Chief Executive George Scorsese, referring to Canadians with cannabis-related criminal records. This all comes on the heels of U.S.-based cannabis technology company Dutchie, pledging $100,000 to the last prisoner project and matching donations up to a million dollars. For our third story, each week, Business of Cannabis delivers a series of insights from our partners at Cannabis Benchmarks, and this week they focused on Statistics Canada's recently announced retail sales data for January 2022, which is showing nationwide legal cannabis sales dropping from the previous month's sales. Now, sales in January slid to $347.2 million Canadian dollars, uh, the month-on-month -month decrease of $7.5 million, or 2.1%, which continues the trend of flattening market, which commenced last summer. Now, monthly sales have averaged $354 million over the last six months, for which data is available. And you can read the full report and their briefing on our website. This is from Cannabis Benchmarks. You can find it on businessofcannabis.com. 
For our final story, possibly a symptom of tough times in the cannabis industry, unpaid regulatory fees have increased more than tenfold, according to Health Canada, data reported by MJ Biz Daily. As of December 31st, 2021, cannabis companies owed $914,000, and the previous year they owed just $72,000, so there's a massive increase there. Quote, I wish I could tell you that it was the beginning of an industry withholding of the fees, pending improvements to the processing times and service standards at Health Canada. This tongue-in-cheek from George Smitherman, the president and CEO of the Cannabis Council of Canada, I can only muster that it is a reflection on the very challenging times that producers are facing and may reflect a prioritization of paying Canadian Revenue Agency excise fees, I guess, as opposed to paying Health Canada. Those are the stories we're watching today. Join 12,000 others and catch all these stories in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. Eastern with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. And for those keeping track, that was episode 56 of the Cannabis Daily Show. Thank you for joining us on YouTube or wherever you caught the program. And please do subscribe and we will see you tomorrow.